0: I'm recording, I am recording for our audience to know that you just had cake in my face and then started gloating about how good it was, even though I don't have cake here and do not have time to make cake.
1: When you say that I've had cake in your face, it (laughs) makes it sound like I've thrown a custard pie at you like a third-rate clown. From the Moscow State Circus? That's you, not what happened.
0: You might as well have.
1: I happened to be eating a slice of cake when we started recording. That's it. That's all, that's all it is.
0: That's the level of disrespect that I feel. You might as well have thrown a pie in my face. That was how disrespectful that was.
1: Uh-huh. Okay. You, all right. you
0: ate a slice of cake in my face in front of me. I don't have cake here to eat. And you you had buttercream all over your beard. It like, no, I didn't. It was like a, a feast. You're no, having no. just cake everywhere. No. And I no, don't that's get to have any cake. And, and that's just mean and cruel.
1: Nobody is stopping you from having cake. I don't understand why. This I is don't a thing. have
0: time to make cake. After we do this, I still have more work to do.
1: See, this is the problem, Larissa, is that. You've been so determined to climb the ladder and get to the top that once you're there, you fail to realize that like the simple things in life, they cease to exist. You know, sitting down,
0: having about? a slice of cake. I, I, I need to make money. I need to pay my bills.
1: Hmm. Yeah, indeed, and appear on all the TV shows. That's something that you need to do as well. But
0: that that has nothing to do with it. That takes me. That takes no time at all out of my schedule. It's 15 minutes sure, out of no, my life.
1: Sure. Yeah. 20. Yeah, absolutely. No.
0: Okay, fine. 30 because you have to count the makeup that I have to mm-hmm. put on myself. But I need to pay my bills because they include the very cute little post-it pad that I bought that you were also mocking me for before we started recording. You keep mocking me for things.
1: No, I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. A set of black post-it notes is riddled with difficulties, inherently riddled with difficulties. It came
0: with a silver pen that writes on Which will
1: eventually run out, and at that point you'll have to buy another silver pen.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I like silver. As opposed
1: to using the hundreds of pens you already own.
0: But none of them are silver.
1: Hello. You're listening to Brazil Nuts, an insane journey through the world of Brazilian politics with your hosts, Larissa Peixoto, political scientist, and Garrett Davis, a man who once rescued a brick from the bottom of a swimming pool and was given a certificate for bravery. Coming up on this episode, we're talking about elections. Again, hooray. It's election season, everybody. It might go on forever. This time, however, we're talking about the municipal elections in Brazil, and Larissa, goes all in on numbers regarding that. Larissa also has a new mic as well which is good of course with said new mic there was a massive thunderstorm outside her window just as we were recording this so look out for that as well. Please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things maybe you're on Rotten Tomatoes and you're like hey this new Gerard Butler movie is great. I wouldn't have thought that a hairstylist who happened to be a former Navy SEAL would have the required skills or resources to take down an international terrorist organization all by themselves. But apparently they can. So therefore, I definitely certify this as fresh. Also fresh is Brazil Nuts. It's a podcast. You'd probably like it. Okay, thanks. Anyway, so I have a little bit of a confession to make. Yes. So, when you sent me the message telling me what today's podcast was going to be about, yeah. I may or may not have misread it and <laughs> may have been under the impression that we were about to talk about marsupial elections. Uh, Long story short, I went back and checked and it's municipal elections. Yes, yes. Yeah. There yeah, are no okay.
0: marsupials in Brazil. And okay. why would we elect them to anything?
1: Because you elect things like rhinos? and mosquitoes, and so therefore, I just thought this was like, you know, ha, huh, lol, local slang term for these wacky elections, right? Okay? Long and <laughs> short of it is, I spent three hours looking up facts about wombats for this episode.
0: Uh, you're kidding, right?
1: I'm not, at all, whatsoever. This is genuinely thing that's happened. And... I don't know what to do with this information other than inflict it upon you. So, a group of wombats is called a wisdom. A wisdom of wombats.
0: They are, they, they are very cute and kind animals. Mm-hmm. Do you see the video of them like herding other animals in Australia into their little holes to save them from the fires, from the bushfires?
1: Indeed. Do you know a wombat is the only marsupial with the pouch on its back rather than on its front?
0: No. I did not know that.
1: Like a rucksack.
0: You you didn't seriously think I meant marsupial elections to the point that you researched wombats.
1: That's something that happened, yeah. Yeah, that, that No, maybe happened. for a
0: second you read marsupial instead of municipal and you thought it will be funny if I research marsupials.
1: No 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 no, this isn't what ha- what happened was as I read it and I thought I thought, oh, that must be like some wacky slang term that means something else in Brazil but what I can do is I can look up genuine marsupials
0: but but you knew that the municipal elections were coming up.
1: Uh, d- did I though? that's the question. That's the question you, you really I have d- to ask I yourself told you. how likely is it that I forgot about this?
0: Very unlikely. You have a very good memory. It's like damn near photographic.
1: And yet, and yet, this I didn't know.
0: I I'm, I, I. still don't know if you're messing with me or not.
1: <laughs> Do you know, wombats are descended from... <laughs> a giant version of a wombat. Okay. That measured roughly the size of a rhinoceros and weighed three and a half tons.
0: Okay. I don't know what to do with this information.
1: It was called Diprodon, and it became extinct approximately the same time that we appeared on the scene.
0: Well, that usually happens.
1: Yeah, the theory is that we hunted it to extinction. But this thing is just a gigantic wombat. It's like a bear. It's amazing.
0: Okay, do you have any more wombat facts?
1: I do, but I, I'm thinking of saving them for when for later on in the episode.
0: Okay, I don't know what's going on
1: When they poo, it's in the shape of a cube.
0: Oh, that I knew <laughs> oddly enough, I knew that one.
1: <laughs> that doesn't surprise me at all.
0: Then I knew the shape of a wombat's poo.
1: Yeah, yeah no, it didn't surprise me at all. You know why? Why? Because you you love toilet humor. That's the reality of it. I don't you, love you...
0: toilet humor. That's not humor. It's just knowledge. I thought you were going to say because I'm a big nerd, which I am.
1: I mean, you are a big nerd. You're a big nerd who loves toilet humor. So if you combine funny shaped poo and interesting <laughs> facts about animals and you're all over it.
0: I don't love toilet humor, you big freak. A- anyway, can we talk about Brazilian politics now?
1: Are you sure you don't want to hear what I found out about kangaroos?
0: I'm I'm pretty sure.
1: Okay. All right.
0: right. I'm pretty sure the listeners are here for Brazilian politics.
1: And not kangaroo talk. You know what Mm. I'm going to do? I'm going to start my own podcast without you. (laughs) Right? Okay. Okay. So, what are we talking about
0: today? (laughs) We are talking about the municipal elections that happened yesterday. Yesterday.
1: Cool! Okay, so for those people out there who may not know what a municipal election is and possibly confuse it with similar sounding words, what does that mean, Larissa?
0: Okay, so first off, for those listening to this, on a different week than our release schedule, our municipal elections this year were on November 15th, which Mm -hmm. is a delayed schedule because of the pandemic. Usually, Brazilian elections are on the first Sunday of October, every two years. So, in one year, you're going to have presidential and federal elections and state elections. So, you go and vote for Legislative Assembly, which is your state legislator, governor, federal deputy, senator and president... And then two years after that, you vote for city councillor and mayor. Because Mm -hmm. Brazil is a federalist country with three levels. And we have over 5,500 municipalities.
1: That's quite a lot of municipalities. Yeah. Yeah. It's a big country. Yeah. Yeah. With a lot of people to elect to run said big country.
0: Yeah. So... The number of legislators is decided proportionally by the size of each place. So, the Mm. smallest it can be is, if I'm not mistaken, seven city councilors.
1: Mm. Okay. So, that would be regardless of the size of the population, though. Yeah. Okay.
0: So, my city, Belo Horizonte, has 41 city councilors. And for the first time, we have... A women's caucus that is not, you know, ridiculously small. I think we elected 10 or 11 women, including a trans woman. She was the person who got the the highest number of vo- votes, uh, almost 40,000 votes. Sadly, she's not a very progressive candidate. Yeah, it's weird. Mm, she, okay. is, she is in not such a left-wing party. She actually Mm -hmm. left a very left-wing party to go to this kind of center... It used to be center-left. It's it's shifting every day a bit more to the right party. So, you know, it's kind of weird. Uh, A lot of people see her as betraying the movement. But Mm. there were a lot of cool left-wing women who were elected. So we had four mayoral candidates... We had 19,351 candidates.
1: Hang on, hang on. Wait, what? So there. When you say you had 19,000 mayoral candidates, does that mean that any one of those 19,000 people you could have voted for? No. Right. Mm hmm. Okay.
0: So, overall, nationwide, there were 19,351 candidates.
1: Good, because I just thought you meant then that there would be 19,000 candidates in uh, Belo Horizonte alone, at no. which point, you know, that would, that would be madness, honestly. How long would, the, would, would the ballot would form be, be? That'd be like I'm scrolling the moon. You know those town criers that come out?
0: <laughs> Belo Horizonte had 15 candidates
1: with a bell. Here ye, here ye, here are your candidates for the mayor.
0: <laughs> Belo had 15 candidates. Okay. So, we're talking overall for the 5,568 positions that were open.
1: 15 candidates is a lot, though.
0: It is. And there is a reason why there were so many. There's usually slightly less. And I'm going to talk hmm. about that. Okay. And for city councillors, we had 58,208 positions
1: Damn, and
0: 518,328 candidates.
1: Half a million candidates. Yeah. That is madness.
0: Yeah. Now, think about this. If you are in the electoral body that oversees elections, in terms of overseeing Campaign financing and makes sh- making sure everything's on the up and up.
1: But how? How can you do that if you've got fifteen thousand if you've got half a million candidates?
0: That's my point.
1: Okay, right. So what you're saying is this has got out of hand <laughs> and people need to wind their necks in and just go, you know no. what? Maybe today I won't be a politician. I'll go back to my regular life.
0: This happens because We have 33 parties, political parties in Brazil. Right. And when you're talking about municipalities, when you're talking about the small towns in Brazil, because most of them are really small, any of them can actually have a chance of winning. So when you're talking about a presidential election, no. You know, you have about four, five parties. And Bolsonaro Mm -hmm. was a huge upset like it was really a big detour that's why i say four or five because before him it was two there were two parties that could have taken a presidency yeah so now things are a bit up in the air so when you're talking municipalities things get a little bit more complicated and hard to analyze so the party that usually has the higher number of candidates in local office is the brazilian democratic movement which used to be called the brazilian democratic movement party
1: oh thank god i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna say it it was called the brazilian democratic socialist movement and its initials would be bdsm (laughs) (laughs) i was was gonna go honestly i can see why they changed it
0: because the acronym in portuguese is not the same you know because i'm translating it in portuguese it's spelled out differently
1: Out of curiosity. What what is the acronym? MDB. MDB. No, not for the party. For the other thing.
0: You mean BDSM?
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh,
0: I have no idea.
1: (laughs) I'm asking for a friend.
0: I have no idea.
1: Just in case, just in case it should come in handy.
0: I have no idea.
1: Okay, fine. Do You know kangaroos don't sweat. Anyway, carry on.
0: So, the MDB, which before was the PMDB, If you all go back to our episodes on political parties, you will know that before that, during the military dictatorship, it was, yes, the MDB. Yeah, it joined all of the opposition in one. When the dictatorship ended, it split into several parties. It remained, one group remained being called PMDB. And then now it returned to being called MDB because it wanted people to remember it's glory days as the opposition to the dictatorship. But everybody knows mm-hmm. that they're a bunch of opportunistic, not really programmatic dicks. Anyway.
1: I mean what I love about <laughs> our episodes, honestly, is, is your unbiased political commentary, really.
0: <laughs> I am not saying something that other political scientists don't think. They Mm -hmm. just won't say it. And I wouldn't say this in an interview, but this is, you know, our show. The MDB has some good people in it, but because it's such a large party and it's so used to flip-flopping to whoever has power, it has a lot of assholes in it. It's just the fact. After it realized that it was never going to win a presidential election, it decided to just be really you know, spread around in small towns and build a space that way. So no party in Brazil can actually govern without the MDB. So it's always in any coalition that you look at. It doesn't matter if it's left, if it's right, if it's in the municipal executive, if it's in the state executive, if it's in the presidential executive, they're there because their goal is power not really, you know, doing something. Anyway, out of all the candidates,
1: Do you want to take another run up at it? Yeah. Okay. While you're doing that, I'll find a new kangaroo fact for you. Hang on, wait one second.
0: Out of all the candidacies, including mayor, deputy mayor, and city councillor, 33.6% were women. 12% of mayoral elected officials mayors are women so that's a very small percentage
1: kangaroos can't jump backwards okay
0: for the first time the majority of candidates are either black or brown
1: that's excellent that's really good
0: yeah it's pretty cool
1: yeah that's awesome
0: most have high school degrees that's 38% mm-hmm. 24,000 were candidates for re-election And something that's very cool, 171 were trans. So not only in my city did a trans woman have the highest number of votes, also in another capital, Aracaju, a trans woman had the highest number of votes. And that's very cool. I don't know this candidate. I don't know if she is, you know, somebody who is progressive. But pretty cool that we are letting go of our prejudice now abstention has increased as i've spoken before on this podcast voting in brazil is mandatory but because of the pandemic if you have covid or if you were suspected of having covid you were not supposed to go vote you can you can later justify missing the voting with a doctor's note now whoever doesn't vote Goes to an office and pays a fine between one hao and three hais. That's it. if you listen to our episode from last week about hao, about the, our currency, you know that that's a ridiculously small amount.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also called a real.
0: People could also people can also justify their absence if they are out of their voting place. So if I were uh, several kilometers away. From my voting place, I could log on to my electoral body app, to my registry app and use GPS to prove that I wasn't close enough to be able to vote. So a lot of people did that, actually presented some issues because a lot of people did that. And so there were 23% of people who abstained which is a very high percentage for us. The last election in 2016 was 17.6%. And in 2012, it was 16.4%. In some places like Sao Paulo, it was 29% of abstentions. This is very high.
1: Yeah, that is very high.
0: And Rio de Janeiro was 32%. So, you know, the pandemic did affect in that way. It also affected campaigning. Campaigning was very different. I saw a tweet about my, the mayor of my city where somebody was saying Khalil was reelected without smiling once, eating one fried food from the, the downtown area of the city. I don't think he even left the house, which is all true.
1: <laughs> he was
0: reelected with 63% of
1: the vote. Out of curiosity, though, those uh, abstentions that you mentioned, are they in a higher rate in more uh, populous areas than in that case? Like the bigger cities?
0: I can't tell you because these are numbers that I'm looking at from newspapers. So everyone went and maybe got them from the electoral body or, you know, downloaded the data and managed to work with them a little Mm-hmm. Because I'm looking at the electoral body's website, and it hasn't been updated. That was something that happened that was unexpected. We had a slower vote count than usual. Now, usually, really? yeah.
1: Huh? That's weird. I've never heard of that before. A, a, a vote count that's that's taking a while. <laughs>
0: But a slower vote count for Brazil means that we didn't have a hundred percent of the results in by eight PM
1: Ooh. on Sunday. Okay.
0: That's that is slow. So that means that the website is not updated yet today for me to just, okay. you know, play with the data. And you know how much I love playing with the data.
1: I do I do know you love playing with the data. I also know that You know, maybe, I'm just saying, maybe Alaska could learn a thing or two from (laughs) Brazil, possibly, potentially. Of course,
0: this means that conspiracy theories, theorists from the Bolsonaro camp are just saying that this means that the elections weren't done properly and that there was. Fraud, and that we should go back to paper ballots and all that crap. Now, now why we-
1: would Bolsonaro be saying that? Or why would the Bolsonaro camp be saying that? Is that because, potentially, this hasn't been a great election for good old Bolsi?
0: It seems it has not. So, anecdotally, mm-hmm. um, it has not been a great election for... For the Bolsonaro supporters. For Bolsonarismo in general, you know?
1: I love that. I love that term. Bolsonarismo. I'm going to use that everywhere I go now. Whenever I'm I'm intentionally being a dick about something, I'll just be like, (laughs) "Ah, I'm so full of Bolsonarismo. That's what I'm going to (laughs) do.
0: That is a very good way of using it. But that's the thing. I would just love to get the entire database and see how many people from their supporting parties were elected. We know that the mayoral candidates he supported, most were not elected or went to the runoff. So we have runoffs in cities that have more than 200,000 inhabitants. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of information right now for the capitals. There were seven capitals that just reelected their mayors on the first runoff, on the first day. Mm -hmm. Which is really unusual. One really cool thing that happened was São Paulo had a major upset. And initially it seemed that Bolsonaro's candidate was going to win. He was number one in the polls for a good long while. And then he Mm -hmm. started to go down in the polls. But it still seemed like he was going to the runoff. But he is not. In Uh. fact current mayor what? of Sao Paulo from the traditional PSDB party, Bruno Covas, is going to the runoff against Guilherme Boulos, candidate from the Socialism and Liberty Party.
1: Fantastic.
0: Which is, yes, a very left-wing party. This was very unexpected, and we're all thrilled.
1: Wow. Awesome. Good. Yes. Good. So
0: that was a major defeat for Bolsonarismo. Only two of the candidates out of, I think, six that he supported have gone to runoff elections. Belo Horizonte is also a major loss for Bolsonaro. The candidate he supported came in second place with less than 10% of the vote because, as I mentioned, the current mayor
1: was elected with 63% of the vote. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Belo Horizonte
0: is a very weird city right now because... The two most traditional parties in the country, the workers party and the social democracy, the Brazilian social democracy party have been completely decimated here. Mm. So the workers party and the social, the Brazilian social democracy party used to be mayors of Belo Horizonte and governors of Minas Gerais quite often. Do
1: you want to go and quickly look it up? Yes, I do. We have time. We have time. It's fine. Did you ever hear the story about One Direction and the koala bear? No. Speaking of marsupials.
0: <laughs> Who are the marsupials in that story?
1: Oh! How dare you? How dare you be so flippant about Britain's greatest export?
0: One Direction is British? But yeah. I didn't Harry know Harry Styles,
1: Zayn, Malik. Louis Tomlinson, and the other two. That's One Direction. Anyway, so they're on tour in Australia, and they did the photo op with a koala bear. And so they're all holding this koala bear, you know, doing photo opportunity with it, and the koala bear, being a wild animal, being gripped by Harry Styles, gets a little bit nervous. Yeah. By the prospect, and, of course, urinates. All over. Several members of One Direction. Kind of like a like a fire hydrant just being knocked over by a taxi in New York. Here's the thing, though. Do you know one thing that spreads amongst koala bears like wildfire? I don't know. Chlamydia.
0: <laughs>
1: and so all five members of One Direction had to then be tested for chlamydia.
0: That's amazing.
1: Isn't that brilliant? Isn't that fantastic?
0: brilliant. I love that. So the situation in Belo Horizonte is very interesting because the Workers' Party and the Brazilian Social Democratic Party are two of the most traditional Brazilian parties. And they try to forge an alliance here to sort of trade off being mayor of Belo Horizonte and governor of Minas Gerais. And that internally fractured the Workers' Party. Also, it failed miserably. And after that failed miserably, the most recognizable leader of the PSDB was caught with his pants down, threatening to murder his own cousin. So I've mentioned this before, ISU Neves. Oh,
1: yes. I yeah. remember this. Yeah. Yes.
0: So, the guy who was mayor before the current mayor was part of this coalition, and they thought he they could puppeteer him around, but they actually couldn't. He was a terrible mayor. We had an awful eight years, and by then, most people in Belo Horizonte were done with both parties, and so they elected this guy who was the director of a football club, and did this whole campaign of I'm apolitical, I don't like politics, so I'm going to be your non-politician mayor. Of course, now he ran with a platform of being experienced and, the, <laughs> and knowing the city and its politics. Mm-hmm. He actually did the best measures. I mean, I think he could have been even more forceful with the pandemic measures but he did okay mm-hmm. considering the problem with this the problem with people like this is that you have no idea who they are or what they're going to do so luckily for us he was scared of dying of covid so he did the right things mm-hmm. and if it were anybody else who knows what would have happened and so he was reelected by a huge margin because most of the population doesn't know anybody else because the two largest, most traditional parties are decimated.
1: Mm. Plus as well, potentially. How many other candidates were there, did you say?
0: There were 15. They were all strangers. I mean, the Workers' Party candidate has been a federal deputy, was a federal deputy for a really long time. But somebody who's been a federal deputy usually doesn't have enough votes to be mayor. It's just not, it doesn't translate as easily.
1: Well, that's what I'm going to say is that from name recognition alone, you're going to have one standout candidate and the rest are going to split the vote between them. That's, that's where, where your issue is going to be.
0: They didn't even have 2% of the vote. They didn't split mm. anything. So it was quite depressing because the guy from the Workers' Party is a good politician. He's a good guy, but yeah. he's just not well-known enough to make, a, make any sort of noise, especially during a pandemic where you can't actually campaign in the way that he campaigns because he's a traditional politician from the old days, which is going out and shaking people's hands.
1: Getting a goat drunk and sending it bar to bar. <laughs>
0: So one thing that, that has been happening gradually, one thing that happened that's not gradual at all is that we stopped having coalitions during proportional elections. So parties can't have coalitions among their city councilor candidates. This has had the effect of a lot of mayoral candidates. Because parties are like, okay, so if I can't be in alliance with another party, if I can't benefit from somebody else's name recognition, then I'm going to have my own candidate, which is going to sort of create somebody to be the spokesperson for the party. So that's why we had so many candidates and why the number of mayoral candidates increased everywhere. So there's been a huge Rise in number of mayoral candidates because of this. Mm-hmm. Another thing that's going to be happening gradually is that smaller parties are going to lose more and more t- television and radio time because that's given by the state. What happens is the state, the state deducts taxes from television broadcasters and radio broadcasters so they can broadcast the electoral Adversements. So one hour, it's like 40 minutes uh, during lunchtime and then 40 minutes during dinner time every day. Hmm. So parties and candidates get that time for free. They have to pay to make their own, you know, production, but the actual TV.
1: Yeah, exactly. Should probably explain that. Theresa sent me a video of. I don't even know who this person is.
0: He was a candidate for city councillor.
1: Okay, so a candidate for city councillor who had recorded his own political jingle. And his name is...
0: Batata, which means potato.
1: Okay, so his name is Mr. Potato, or (laughs) Batata. And he just recorded himself just going... Ba da <laughs> da-da, da-da, And it getting increasingly, increasingly insane as it went along. It's my favorite thing. I have not been able to stop singing that for the past <laughs> month.
0: Yeah, I, I keep thinking of how to do a political jingle episode
1: ba-da, because it's ba-da-da. so hard to
0: translate, but it is culturally something really important to us. I mean there are political jingles from the 50s that we still sing. So the idea is that smaller parties are going to have to join together or join with larger parties, like stop existing. Sort of really they're going to have to combine not just in coalition, but they're just going to have to, you know, become a part of these larger parties or create larger parties with each other. Because they're going to lose a lot of privileges. They can't be in coalition during elections anymore. And they're not going to have TV time or radio time to advertise. This is going to pose quite a bit of problems, especially for the left in my perspective, because while the right wing has a lot of small parties, they can, they speak the same language and they can find their, you know,
1: Common ground. Yeah, the exactly. Yeah. They're common
0: ground. The The left wing has been in disarray. Each party wants to do something different. There are parties that still believe in, you know, we are going to overthrow the government and socialism. And mm-hmm. th- they're actually... This particular party, which is the workers' cause party, is one of the most sexist parties there there is so it's right. it's hard to see the smaller left-wing parties actually joining together in order to form a true alliance that can, you know, do something.
1: Hmm. Did you know that koala bears aren't bears, they're marsupials? Yes. Okay.
0: So it seems that Bolsonarismo did not win out. Bolsonaro's son, who is a city councilor de Janeiro was re-elected but he got less votes than the major left-wing candidates from the socialism and Li- liberty party mm-hmm. uh, other candidates from the bolsonaro family lost so bolsonaro is probably not very pleased right now which is good
1: yeah which is great actually
0: yeah that makes me happy too so th- another thing that's incredibly important that happened is that Amapá, the state that we did our latest uh, State of Your Nuts episode,
1: Amapá, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's still without power. So they have Mm. been rationing power. I don't know how many people know this. A substation caught fire and almost 90% of the state was completely without power for several days, almost a week. Now it has power coming and going. So the capital of Amapá, Macapá, did not hold elections yesterday because they didn't have enough police officers to ensure safety during the process. So the rest of the state had elections, but not the capital. That was going to happen on the 29th of November. I would like to to sort of bring light to this because... This is evidence of privatization gone wrong. So the company that is responsible for this has been fined. And it is under penalty every day that people in Amapá are without power. And luckily, at least, the, the only bright side is that it's showing that private, privatization is not always a good thing. And it's slowing down the process of privatizing the rest of Brazilian Electricity grid and our electrical mm-hmm. national company. People in Amapá are protesting. One of their main models is We're Brazilian too. So it's really sad and depressing to know that there are people there suffering like that. It was a thunder. It was thunder. Are you scared that of thunder? That was thunder. Yeah.
1: That was thunder. That sounded like God's own hammer was striking <laughs> down. Is that okay? Yeah. Everything all right? Is that... Okay. Yeah, it's
0: raining. It's tropical rain, dude.
1: All right. Okay, fine. So,
0: it sucks to know that there are people there that can't really have their fridges on, that can't use the internet, that don't have access to the rest of the world, and nobody's helping them, and I definitely can't, don't know how. And even in the election process, they were screwed over so they're brazilian too and yeah that is all that i have for now do you have any questions
1: no no i don't no do you have any questions about marsupials marsupials?
0: no also you said that the ballot was going to be really long we don't vote on paper so there is no ballot to be very long we vote in a little machine And we input the number ourselves.
1: Yes, I know because you mentioned this in the previous episode. Unique identifying number, and then for each individual party, it's
0: also in it's also in Braille, and it shows the picture of the person you're voting for.
1: The reason why I said that is because is because I wanted to make a joke about a town crier thing.
0: (laughs) There was one city. There was one small city here in Minas Gerais. Mm that the candidate that was up for re-election died the day before election and he was re-elected. So that's a big question mark of what's going to happen because I've never seen that happen before. I've never heard of this happening before. Now, the electoral court is considering options for voting via smartphone, tablet, or computer. So they are taking in applications for apps and programs that are secure enough so that we can vote with our own devices so that elections can be less expensive they are very optimistic thinking that this might happen in two years i don't think so but hey what do i know anyway do you have any more questions
1: no no i don't do do you have any more questions for me About marsupials. I know everything about marsupials. Do you want to just ask me a question? I don't.
0: I don't. Thank you.
1: Okay. Fine. Do
0: you know the plural to platypus? Platypus. Platypi.
1: It's not, though. It's platypus. No, it's
0: platypi.
1: It's not platypi. It's platypus.
0: It's platypi.
1: It's platypus.
0: Platypus. Plural.
1: Plural. Scientists generally use platypuses or simply platypus
0: colloquially colloquially colloquial colloquial uh, collo- 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 why can i say words
1: colloquially colloquially. the term
0: platypi is also used for the plural although, although this, is a, this form is a form of, of pseudo latin <laughs> going by the words i believe
1: we're reading the first we're both reading the first entry on google
0: yes going by the words greek roots the plural would be platypodes
1: so I was right.
0: Eh, we're both wrong, as platypuses.
1: It's the plural of sheep.
0: Sheep, you just said it.
1: I that's yeah. But it's also the singular. You know, I know. Sheep, sheep. It just depends on how you say it. So, for example, if you've got one sheep, you just go sheep. And then if you've got more than one sheep, you're like sheep. And then you say it longer, <laughs> depending on how many sheep you have. So if you have <laughs> ten sheep, if you have ten sheep, for example, that's a sheep. That's. That's well, how that works. You're
0: obviously not a sheepherder.
1: You don't know I'm not a sheepherder. I could very well be a sheepherder. I am Welsh. They are everywhere here. Like <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> well, I guess that's our episode.
1: Cool. Good. Excellent. Good. Well, thank you very much for doing all of that work in looking up all that stuff about the, not the marsupial elections, yeah. the municipal, municipal elections. yeah. As as we found out. Too late. But still, we still found that out.
0: (laughs) And how thrilled are we about the new mic?
1: Be cool, okay?
0: I don't want to be cool. You bugged me for six months to get this. And now I have. So yes, the people must know why the sound is so awesome. And it's because the microphone arrived. And then the little thingamagooey... To plug it in also arrived, and now we get awesome sound. Booyah!
1: I could tell you a tale about a little thingamagoo you plug in. However, (laughs) it is time to wrap this up. So,
0: thank you everyone for listening.
1: Indeed, absolutely. Please remember, if you enjoyed this episode, and why wouldn't you? Because it was great. If you enjoyed this episode, please remember to rate and review us wherever you rate and review things. And uh, subscribe, like, follow, all that good stuff. Where are we at, yo?
0: At Brazil Nuts Pod.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. Right down from your boots to your hair. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I was, go- I, was- I was trying to go for a thing there where it was like, oh, yeah, like right out of your shoelaces. I don't know where that no. went at all. No, Weirder. no. Okay,
0: thank you for listening, everyone. You have a good weekend and a great week, and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay, all right. Take care of yourselves and each other. Be cool, be safe, be fantastic. Good night, God bless. Take care.
0: Bye.
1: Did you know that most kangaroos are left-handed?
0: No. Do they they all eat their twin sibling in the womb?
1: You know, I'm left-handed.
0: Explains a lot.
1: Brazil Nuts is an effort by Larissa Peixoto and Garrett Davis. We'd like to thank Oster Zielinski for our graphic design. We'd also like to thank the essential workers for keeping us safe. And you, our listeners, you are dazzling like a supernova. Powerful, extremely bright, although you're not mostly composed of dust and gas, probably. Okay, bye.
0: I legitimately bought a bottle of wine because, partly, partly because it said that it paired well with popcorn.
1: That's interesting. Because the cake I was just eating, this one here, that is now no longer on my plate...
0: Stop rubbing it in!
1: That cake is a popcorn poke cake.
0: How do you make a popcorn cake?
1: Well, it's not really a popcorn cake. It's just like a normal sponge with like a whole bunch of buttercream on top of it. And you poke it. Yeah. yeah. For those of you in audio land, you just, you just take a stick and you poke holes in the cake. And then you pour caramel sauce on top of it and that all sinks through the holes in the cake and sort of like moistens the cake from there on in and you throw a bunch of buttercream on top of it and then on top of the buttercream you put on some popcorn that you've already caramelized as well so it's caramelized popcorn top of buttercream cake that, caramel sauce
0: i hate you i i just hate you even more right now i i no longer wish to be your friend and podcast co-host what why because you keep being cruel to me.
1: How is this being cruel? I'm, if anything, I'm helping you. I'm helping <laughs> enrich your life with a great cake recipe, honestly.
0: Sure, sure.